Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Ireland's Data Protection Commissioner has stopped Facebook from introducing a new feature that would have seen them contact health authorities if evidence of self-injury or what's called suicidal ideation was seen in Facebook users' account. So how much power does the Commission have when it comes to this aspect of social media sites? Well, Deputy Commissioner and Head of Corporate Affairs, Media and Communications with the Irish Data Protection Commission, Graham Doyle, is on the line. That's a mighty title you have there, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope I can live up to it, Joe. Good morning. Thanks very much for having pleasure. me on again. Good morning. So, can you first of all explain what Facebook were trying to do? Excuse the pun, but on the face of it, it sounds mm. like it wasn't a bad idea. Yeah, so this was part of... Um, this happens quite a lot with us, with the big tech companies and other companies, where we engage with them when they're introducing a new project or a new product or service to market that has a, has a data protection impact to it. So in in this case, what Facebook are looking to do is it's, they're introducing an algorithm um, to monitor Facebook and Instagram users' kind of online interactions and ha- how they post. And the intention would the intention would be that it would help them to identify users who are at risk of suicide or, or self harm. And then the details of those users would then be notified to external parties such as the police and other voluntary organisations, um, in order to kind of action is some sort of an intervention with the users concerned. And can I just say, I mean, obviously the fingers can very easily be pointed at these massive companies including Facebook, but this seems to have been coming from a good place. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't doubt that that is the case. Um, and when we were engaged with them, like the, the starting point um, from a data protection perspective with anything that's been introduced is you just need to, you need to make sure that the organisations have a lawful basis and you find out what the lawful basis is for processing because not just in this case, just because somebody has an idea and it may on the face of it seem a good idea, it still has to be done legally and, and compliantly. So when we when we checked with uh, Facebook what the lawful basis is, they said that they felt there was a public interest to it. Um, and obviously this is a very special category of data. So as part of the assessment, when we spoke to Facebook in relation to the public interest, we checked with them had they consulted with the public health authorities across the EU on this. Um, and they hadn't. Um, and what they said to us was they, they, they acknowledged the fact that they had more work to do and they have gone and they're, they're currently undertaking kind of consultation with the other public health authorities because, as you know, we're not just, not just responsible for regulating Facebook and the big tech platforms here in Ireland. We're responsible for right across the EU. Um, so they've gone off and they're consulting with the public health authorities and they're going to be coming back to us and we're just waiting for that to happen. I believe... It was delayed, the consultation on Facebook side, somewhat because of COVID. And obviously, public health authorities have been um, balancing quite a number of things over the last number of months. Um, but that's where it's currently at. So we, we're just waiting for them to come back to us once they've conducted that consultation themselves. Right. So and, it doesn't and, mean and, that this well, is... Can you just explain to me then? So, I mean, what would that mean? For example, are there data protection concerns about something that would happen on an almost automatic basis if certain conversational threads are seen on someone's Facebook account that might lead people to believe, or maybe an algorithm, to think that it's about suicidal ideation. Yeah, absolutely. There's a number of things. From a data protection perspective, um, and not just with the Facebook, uh, with this app um, or this algorithm, 
but we, with, uh, from a data protection perspective, as I said, there's legal basis, there's transparency. Can people see what's happening on the platform um, and know, know, know what they're signing up to? Um, we have to make sure that, as I said earlier, this is a really special category of data, very uh, sensitive data contained here. What will the security be around the likes of this thing to make sure that it can't be infiltrated in some way? So there are lots of concerns around it. As I say, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that um, we and this is a really important point because you know sometimes the, the GDPR and data protection and us getting involved it means it, people seem to think it means we don't agree with the with an idea. That's not the case. Um, it's just we need to make sure that any of these ideas that are introduced are done so in a compliant way. And that's why this kind of engagement is really important because this is engagement with companies in advance of rolling something out in the hope that when they do roll it out, it's rolled out in a compliant way as opposed to rolling something out without engaging with us in the first instance and then there being issues and then there yeah. being breaches, etc. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Uh, we're talking to Graham Doyle uh, from the Data Protection Commission here in Ireland. But as you say, you have a responsibility right across the EU because the European headquarters, not just a Facebook, but a lot of these social media giants are here in Dublin in the Republic of Ireland. So does that mean that you have to have an awful lot of engagement with them? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've we've engagement on a number of fronts. So we've got the type of engagement I've just uh, spoken to you about there. Um, We also have engagement through the various inquiries that we have open. So um, at the end of the year, we had uh, 83 statutory inquiries open. 56 of them are in the domestic context, but 27 of them are these cross-border inquiries that involve the big tech companies. Um, and right, so that's not just Facebook we're talking about now. No, no, no. Um, Facebook, Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram, which are subsidiaries of Facebook, make up half of those. But then we have inquiries open into the likes of Google, uh, LinkedIn, um, uh, Yelp. Verizon and some others so it, it's it's right across the board And, and um, did you find Twitter as well in the not too distant past? We did yeah, so last year uh, was the first, we, we were actually the first European Data Protection Authority to bring a case against a big tech company to, to the EU for a decision um, and there was a fine of €450,000 um, imposed on Twitter, now that was, it was in relation to a pretty kind of niche issue and it was that under the GDPR, when an organisation has a breach, they have 72 hours to notify us of the breach from, from when they become aware of it. Um, and they must obviously document the, the breach to us in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an efficient way, an effective way, and we can make, make out what's happened. That wasn't the case, and um, that resulted in a fine on Twitter. Right. We've also... Well, I mean, the only thing I'd say about that, and it's an obvious mm-hmm. point to make maybe in ways that, um, you know, if you gave me 450 grand right now, I'd be a very happy man indeed. But I suppose for a company like Twitter, is that not small change? Yeah, and it's the, it, it's the second time or two that his, Joe have had this very question asked. Look, there's a huge focus put on the fining elements of the GDPR, and obviously that's what makes the headlines, and it's normally to do with the value of fines. Um, and, and fines are set out there. They're party, part of the GDPR. When we conclude inquiries, we're mandated to fine in certain areas. Um, and we have, um, you know, the value of fine is determined by the severity of the, the issue that was being investigated, the number of people affected and, and, and a number of other measures. But it's not all about fines. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of the inquiries that we currently have open that are into really big issues around the likes of transparency and legal basis for for uh, for large scale data processing, and 
as a result of our inquiries, in addition to potentially there being fines, there's also going to be circumstances whereby we actually bring enforcement as well in, in terms of saying, okay, what you're doing is wrong. You need to change that way of processing and you need to do it in a way that's compliant. And I think for, for, for the listeners and for end users of any of these products and services, that's probably more important to them than the actual fine. Yeah, because as yeah, you say, I the fine this. is one thing, but you actually fix the problem yeah. um, so it doesn't happen going forward. Right. Well, I mean, we know here in this radio station what it's like to work in a regulated industry. We have a regulator, the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, and I would say this, wouldn't I? But actually, we find them to be fair. No, they can be tough tough as nails, but generally fair. And, you know, but when a request comes in or something, they're looking for information, you can be sure we get it to them fast. So mm. I assume the relationship is similar there. And and the other point is, because you're expected to cover so much ground, you know, if not quite physically, virtually the entire European Union, is the Irish government giving you all your funding or do you get some from the EU to help as well? No, our funding comes directly from government. Um, and again, you'll be aware from previous conversations we've had, Joe, you know, in terms of support from government, it has been really strong. And um, when the commissioner, Helen Dixon, came into office six years ago, we had a staff of, of under 30 and a budget of less than 2 million. Um, as I sit here this morning, we have a staff of 145 and a budget of over 19 million. Um, and we will, we're we're growing our staff today. Or sorry, we're growing our staff this year. And we'll be but I mean, is it still a bit of a David versus Goliath thing, though? <laughs> I'm just thinking about these massive companies, you know, yeah, look, and it, all their budgets. I mean, they they probably have that much staff in one back office. Yeah, but like you know, I think if you look at the annual report uh, itself, Joe, it kind of it highlights that you're absolutely talking to a fit for purpose regulator. There's quite a lot of work that is happening with these organisations, as we say. The first fine was issued last year, but we have a pipeline now of decisions of six or seven big decisions on some of these big tech cases coming down the road this year. Um, so look, we're, we're never. If it was based on competing on numbers between your regulator and these regulated entities, you know, you'd never win if it's a, if that's what the, if that's what the, the comparison is. But that's not what it's about for us. It's about engaging. I suppose we get through the work. The thing in relation to the numbers is. The more numbers we have, the more work we could do simultaneously yeah. and at a faster pace. Yeah, yeah. okay. So. Well, well, listen, I, I don't think we could have a more relevant conversation on this show, you know, for someone sitting at home with a cup of coffee this morning, what are they doing? They're probably looking at Facebook or Instagram or, or any of those things. And, and ultimately, across Europe, not just here, you and uh, your colleagues are, are the people responsible for ensuring that they behave and that, that everything falls within the law. So thank you for talking to us about all of that this morning. And that is Deputy Commissioner with the Irish Data Protection Commission, Graham Doyle. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.